Hello friends, it's Sean here. Happy Tuesday to you. Thank you for pressing play, clicking play, stumbling and tapping the screen of your phone, however you ended up being where you are. But great to have your company. As you and I, we are going to continue through this book that Paul writes to encourage his soon-to-be friends in the Church of Colossae. And brilliantly, as Paul writes to refute the, the ideas that are edging their way into this community, he doesn't do that by refuting it point by point, but instead he just points them to Jesus and the wonderful centrality of Jesus. So as we read this together, let us just marvel at Jesus being as amazing as he is and all that God has done for us in him. So join me as we read together. Colossians chapter 2. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures and wisdom and knowledge. I'm telling you this so that no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you. And I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him. And let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. When you came to Christ, you were circumcised, but not by physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him You were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He cancelled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink, or for not celebrating certain holy days or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. Don't let 
anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial or the worship of angels, saying they have had visions about these things? Their sinful minds have made them proud, and they are not connected to Christ, the head of the body. For he holds the whole body together with its joints and ligaments, and it grows as God nourishes it. You have died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world, such as, Don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Jesus, draw us closer to you. Like Paul writes in this chapter, we want our roots to grow down into you so that our lives can be built on you and then you can grow our faith and we can overflow with thankfulness. What a beautiful response that we are drawn into as we are faced with you and all of your mercy and love and glory that it's thankfulness that can bubble up in our hearts for everything you've done for us. Not fear, not trembling, not reverence, but thankfulness for what you've already done, Jesus. We just love you so much and are so grateful as that thankfulness bubbles up. And I pray that you would make that gratitude just flow forth moment by moment, day by day as we grow deeper into you. And we pray all of this in your name, Jesus. Amen.